0: Good morning everybody and welcome to the Friday Breakfast Show, brought to you by The Pirate Rugby. My name is Hugh and this is your 15-minute mini-podcast capturing all the news and results in the world of Rugby Union in between the recordings of the main podcast as well as Ender's vital rugby TV guide to set you up for your weekend's action ahead. Don't forget to check out our YouTube channel which is growing all the time. You can find exclusive videos on there which you won't find anywhere else. Let's dive straight into the show and hooray, we have midweek rugby back and it was our favourite pro-dead-dead. It was Grenoble versus Provence, that's relegation battling Grenoble against promotion chasers Provence, big spending Provence. And it was a bit of an upset because Grenoble led at half-time, 14 points to 10. They then went on to score 35, 35, points in the second half to close it out, 45 points to 10. A real upset. Uh, Sam Davis, uh, P- Sam Le Pompier, Fireman Sam, Tafts Broad, uh, scored 10 points from the boot. That was five conversions, I believe it was. But yeah, a real upset and a, a welcome return to midweek rugby, Thursday night rugby in the Pro Day uh, back with a bang. I don't know whether Provence put out a rotated team. Um, I uh, I know a few things about rugby, but I haven't quite learned what the difference between Provence's A and B team is yet. Maybe that's something for me to work on for the rest of the year. Anyway, let's talk about some other rugby news. Uh, So England rugby players have separated from the RPA. Now, the RPA was sort of the representative group that was responsible for uh, negotiating match day fees and uh, image rights and things on the part of English rugby players. And I think they looked after some other things to do with player welfare as well. But England rugby players have split from that now. And there's a new organisation been formed uh, by Ellis Gens, Jamie George, Maritoji, Joe Marler, and Anthony Watson. And it's called Team England Rugby Limited. Now, um, I thought it was a little bit interesting that this is a limited company. Now, I, I I don't know very much about business and these kind of things. So let me just qualify that. But I If you look at things like fan groups, for example, a lot of those are trusts and a trust is different from a limited company. Limited companies, the big thing about those mainly is that they're very good at generating capital, i.e. making money. And uh, those players that I listed there have all been named directors and they can now list property and things against that company. I don't know what they're going to do. I know that Jamie uh, George has spoken about he wanted to set up an alternative to the RPA in the past. Um, so uh, for all I know this is perfectly well-intentioned and it's all about getting the best possible for uh, England rugby players you would expect that the best best possible constitutes more money Um, and these rugby players being directors you'd expect that they would continue being directors of this company long after they retire so let's see how this pans out Um, whether they intend to turn this into a profit-making venture whether this is purely like a player first thing, will remain to be seen. Anyway, uh, what's going on elsewhere? Oh, so staying in England. So the Premiership broke its attendance and viewership records over Christmas. So we referenced this in the Friday Breakfast Show a couple of weeks ago. This, this was expected. So it drew 212,571 fans uh, in physical attendance to the matches, 75,000 of which was at one game, which was Tickenham, which was Harlequin's big event. Sorry, big game which, speaking to uh, people in the biz, uh, apparently it was a fantastic show. C- certainly the lights and the fireworks and things beforehand looked incredible. And, yeah, Harlequins are really building a reputation for themselves of really putting on a showpiece. It was entirely arranged by Harlequins. There wasn't, like, an England rugby or Twickenham person pulling all the strings. It was all down to Quinns, so fair play to them. Um, uh, two million TV viewers... Uh, I will say that 212,571 is fewer fans than the URC drew. And I think it is a bit cheating that they're counting two rounds worth of attendance as the festive period uh, rather than uh, just a single round. And I, I think I know why they might be doing that. But anyway, let's move on. Congratulations to the Premiership. Uh, more Premiership news. Bill Matter. Well, this is Premiership segueing into URC news. Bill Matter, the Fijian number eight who currently plays for Edinburgh, has signed for Bristol Bristol Bears uh, for next season, uh, which is a fantastic coup for Bristol Bears and a sad loss for Edinburgh. Um, what a player he is, what a ball carrier, athletic, skillful, all things we know about Vigians. Um Bristol, meanwhile, have posted their annual accounts recently and have posted a £5 million loss, which is obviously not good. And it's kind of funny that they are one of the teams advocating for the salary cap to be increased and they're posting a loss. Now, they have a very wealthy owner, and I believe that the owner's family is very well integrated into Bristol Bears and Bristol, Lenu- moreover, as a city, and I believe that they own the stadium, etc., etc., so hopefully it is as robust as it can be, but uh, it, it it this is a very clear case of a, of a sugar daddy owner, and if he, God forbid, were to keel over tomorrow, who who knows what might happen. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Portugal have announced a new head coach, Daniel Ucar- oh, so I'm terrible with uh Daniel H- H- I'll get Someone correct me. <laughs> um, anyway, he's going to be in the role to the end of July. So he's an uh, interim head coach. Uh, he was previously an assistant coach to the men's team in the 2000s. So good luck to him. I think he's going to be in place for the European Rugby Championship and uh, maybe some of the A team tests as well. So, uh, we all love Portugal now, so let's fingers crossed that they can carry on their fantastic World Cup form in the first part of this year and hopefully find a a full time head coach by the time they get to July. Or if Daniel does an incredible job, he can keep the job permanently. Anyway, uh, last bit, couple of bits of news. (coughs) Excuse me, Toulouse have been named as the third most valuable team in France. Uh, so there was a list released of all of the uh, brands and teams in France and who was the most uh, monetarily valuable of them all. And Toulouse are third on that list, Stade Français are sixth, and Toulon are seventh. So three rugby teams in the top ten. PSG were top, and uh, surprisingly, but yeah, it just goes to show the tremendous uh, sort of financial value of these teams and how in France rugby is very much a competitor of football whereas in the UK and in other places around the world it is not. Um, Speaking of finance and other places around the world, so there's been more turmoil uh, in the news about the WRU and fundings and things. Um, So I would say competing articles came out from uh, Alex Bywater of the Daily Mail and Stefan Thomas of Wales Online where they seem to be competing between who can break the most news and who can get the facts right. There were some conflicting informations between the two about players who meant to leave. There were some players' names thrown in there as like in the headline, but aren't actually leaving. They're under contract for next season. It, it was all very confusing. I have to say that from my point of view, the reporting on the financial assist, um, struggles in Wales has been slightly poor recently, and there's been things reported in one article and then the opposite reported in another article and both presented as facts. There's contradicting information, there's unclear information, I have to say, that is on the WRU as well, of being unable to communicate clearly with fans, which is something that has been a problem for forever. Um, One thing that I do want to mention is that in Alex's um, piece, he suggested that people were upset that uh in wales's women's team was getting their own gym which was costing a million pounds and people were saying well why can't they just use the same gym as the men's and things i wouldn't be in support of blaming the women's team and them getting investment for the trials and tribulations of the regions i think they're perfectly within the rights to their own gym as Squiz rugby pointed out in a reply um the women's team train all year round uh including at the same time as the men's team would be uh, using the WRU facility. So I think it's completely fine and and within their rights to get their own gym. And let's not, like I said, stop painting out the women's team to be the bad guys. Um, Someone who might be painted as the bad guys again would be the WRU themselves for suggesting that the regions take out a 500 grand loan to top up their uh, budgets for next year which is a bit outrageous given that they've already been saddled with massive debt by the Wru for the COVID loan, which they are paying back at a rate of £2 million a year. So to take another half a million pound loan on top of that, I, I think that's a bit out of order to, to suggest that personally. Anyway, I'll bring it to an end there before I hand you over to my friend and colleague Ender. I uh, just want to give a few shout-outs. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and uh, head over to our YouTube channel where we're dropping lots of new content all the time. We're doing more mini-videos, so two-minute-ish long videos that um, deep-dive a certain subject. If you remember our deep-dives from the first few podcasts, we've kind of moved that into this smaller version. Um, and it's it's very digestible and it's aimed at introducing people around the world to topics that maybe they don't have much familiarity with or if you do have familiarity with it and you just want to revel in your smugness or your enjoyment as a particular fan of a club that is being covered a club or nation that's being covered please go ahead and give it a look um anyway so that's all from me um and enjoy enders tv guide catch you next week cheers
1: i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg Right, folks, there's only one URC game this weekend, but there's still plenty of other action. And it starts tonight with Sale Sharks hosting Bristol Bears in the Premiership. Kickoff is at 7.45 and it's live on TNT Sports 1 and streaming on Now and Discovery Plus. At the same time, Newcastle hosts Harlequins, and that is only available on Premiership Rugby TV. Moving to Saturday, there is top 14 action kicking off at 2 o'clock as Poe hosts La Rochelle. Unfortunately, there is no live coverage of this game in the Republic of Ireland, but there is live coverage on Viaplay Sports 2 and Viaplay Online in the UK. Then at the same time, 2 o'clock, in the Celtic Challenge, Edinburgh host Wolfhounds. That game is being streamed on Rugby Pass TV and on the BBC's iPlayer. Then also kicking off shortly after that at 2.30 in the Celtic Challenge, Clover's host, Berithan, thunder and that game is being streamed on rugby pass tv and then also at 2 30 in the bateman cup in ireland your host young munster that game is being streamed on youtube across the world then the big urc and the only urc game of the weekend kicks off at three o'clock as the sharks host the Lions. the game is only available on urc tv in the republic of ireland But if you're in the UK, you can catch the action live on Viaplay Sports 1 and Viaplay Online. Then at the same time at 3 o'clock in the Premiership, Exeter hosts Northampton on TNT Sports Red Button or the Extra channel, whatever you want to call it. There is no way of streaming this game if you're in the Republic of Ireland, but it is available on Discovery Plus if you're in the UK. Then at 5 past 3 in the Premiership as well, Leicester hosts Saracens on TNT Sports 1 and on NOW slash discovery plus then at four o'clock there is more top 14 action as Rasting 92 host cast the game is unavailable live in the republic of ireland but it is being shown live on via sports 2 in the uk and of course it's being streamed online too then at five past eight Toulouse host lyon in the top 14 it is unavailable live in the republic of ireland but there is live coverage in the uk on via play sports 2 and via play online Moving to Sunday then in the Premiership Women's Rugby at 12.30. Exeter Women host Ealing Trailfinders fi- Trail Women. That game is live on TNT Sports 1 and it's being streamed on Now and Discovery+. Then Gualia Lightning hosts Glasgow in the Celtic Challenge at 1.30. That game is being streamed on Rugby Pass TV. Then there's one Premiership game kicking off at 3 o'clock as Bath host. Cluster. That is live on TNT Sports One and now and Discovery Plus. Then the weekend's action ends with Montpellier b Toulon in the top 14, kicking off at five past eight. Again, unfortunately, viewers in the Republic of Ireland can't watch it live, but it is live in the UK on Viaplay Sports Two and streaming on Viaplay Online. Enjoy the weekend's action, folks. Sports Social Podcast Network.